5759. I'm your host, Adil Kurji, yet again, and I'm joined by Eric Harzer. It is I. It is Eric back again for more. Yes, for, for more very tight, clear, distinct, non-rambling, non-tangential discussion. Certainly. That is what we do here. Certainly <laughs> won't be going over 25 minutes, right? <laughs> We're mid-scene with uh, Wagner, Elliot, Blanc and Marta walking through the woods. Uh, just a reminder, the last minute ended with Blanc saying, uh, in response to, do you think someone broke in and murdered him? Harlan, oh, it's unlikely, but if we pick up, they did, there will be traces. Uh, Wagner offers to take the um, tape from Marta. Marta hands over the videotape, and we cut to a close-up of her putting the cherries magnet back in her pocket. That magnet was what was holding up the black and white photo two minutes ago of the um of the house while proof rock was talking about how he's been working there for 50 years um elliot asks about ransom no we only got uh an address uh yeah it's 10 kanoak street um ken kanoak says elliot uh and then uh, blanc has this hilarious speaking mostly to himself about the saying kanoak kanoak Kanoic. That's funny. Kanokia. Wagner comments on the mud um, while at the same time Marta has stepped in the mud and she looks up the muddy path towards the house and she clearly sees tracks. We cut back and Blanc uh, hears Wagner talk about mud. He goes, oh wait, did it rain in the past week? What? And then realization. Whoa, okay, we've got footmints here. Uh, I want to... Uh, Marta. And then we pan across, so it's not a cut, but it's a pan to, to Marta, at the far end of this muddy patch, having clearly just walked through. Blank says, stop. Marta says, what? Uh, what? Marta, stay. And we cut the scene, because we're done at the minute. So we're mid-Marta, stay, uh, having just seen that Marta has gone through the mud. Um, so this is a, a nice, actually quite our, our last minute was very much uh, sort of um, discontinuous. Mm-hmm. Well, this is very much one part of a, 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 a reasonable part of mm-hmm. a sequence. Um, we sort of stay with the same cast throughout the woods. Uh, but still, I think quite a bit has happened in this minute. What do you think of that? Um, I think it's, it's a great minute, and it's, it's coming into one of my favorite parts of the movie, especially... We, we were talking earlier about how Marta is kind of kind of trying to cover her own tracks. And literally here, she, she is attempting to cover her own tracks. Yep. <laughs> uh, and she's doing it in two different parts of, of the right, scene. Right, because um, we got the magnet shot there. Um, uh, another part in the movie theater while I was watching this movie where it's like, yes, that's cool. She grabbed the magnet and we, we know that if you... I don't know what rub a magnet against a tape, it'll 
destroy the magnetic tape. Oh, so this is this is so I, I if you didn't know these things, mm-hmm. the movie has actually told right. you them. And it's also shown you the magnet, right. which is why I, in my recap I wanted to point out because we didn't when we talked about minute fifty minute fifty six, mm-hmm. the magnet was in 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 the shot. But what, I right, it was at the beginning of the shot, I think. Yeah, um, and then yeah, it was the beginning of the right. shot, and it, the shot is um, replacing the picture onto what looks like uh-huh. a fridge, which is so strange in, in when you think about it because. Right, this is Proof Rock talk just and Proof Rock's just talking about how he's worked there for right. fifty years and used to walk the beat with the ninety four. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now he has cameras, and it's when you think about it, it's like, well, what was the point of this picture? Why, why would you have taken it off, putting it there? But because it's a black and white photo, and he's talking about fifty years ago, the shot mm-hmm. works. But actually, the shot's telling you there's an easy accessible magnet that has cherries on that that is right. cherries. So when you see Marta pocketing the cherries, you've been primed with she took it off that fridge. So presumably, that photo's on the floor, kind right. of thing, like. All of that is just casually done in these past few minutes, and 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 again because the like proof rock's talking about the past, and you're seeing the magnet with the black and white photo. You filmically, you're just like, yeah, old right. stuff. But actually, like this is that was set up. Like his rambling might have been just sort of color patter, but but like the shot was set up for. After that, he says, "I usually erase these things with a magnetic degausser." Mm-hmm. So she hears magnet. We all know there's a magnet in the room. So when we see that magnet again with the tape, we're just like, yeah, she has erased right. the tape. Like, I think I think it's a it's just a really good way to like give you everything you need to know. You know that she was going for a magnet. You didn't know that that's like exactly what she was going for, but you you've seen it. You've seen everything you need to know, and you only know maybe a minute later like what its exact purpose is. So it's like it's really well done storytelling. In my opinion, yeah, exactly, and uh, and like, I think we we spoke about this yet uh, on uh, last episode, but like, it's good storytelling, and it's also a good it's a good clue mm-hmm. back and forth, because mm-hmm. um, like we hear about the magnet to Gausser, we hear about erasing the tape, we see that she's pot, she's taking the mm-hmm. tape with her. You're like, how is she gonna get out of this? Um, and if you were trying to solve the thing, you might be like, there was just a magnet on screen. There's a magnet right. in the room. Um, you know, and so I think it, uh, but also narratively, those pieces are all there for us to focus in on, show the uh-huh. magnet. It's not like hiding the fact that she's pocketing. It's like, narratively, she has done the magnet. And it's, it's they don't make a big uh, yeah. deal out of anything either. Like, it's, it's all kind of just shown to the audience. They don't call it out. They don't like... Uh, tell you exactly what's going on they let you kind of figure it out yourself i think i think it's a combination Mm -hmm. right because like the shot is um her handing him the tape and then looking kind of guilty then it's a close-up of the magnet with the magnet face out Uh and she slips it to pocket it but that's like square on Uh the thing right that's like camera is right on her hand it's most of the frame um, and the fact that she's like got it magnet side forward and then rotates it—it's all very much saying audience she magneted. Uh-huh. Um, but you're right. But what it doesn't do is stop. Like the soundtrack is the right, same. Right. It's this sort of airy, fluty type music. Uh, it it it's close, and so you hear kind of her, her coat rustling. Everyone's still moving. She's doing it very very fluidly and walking. So as soon as she start, as soon as it like enters mm-hmm. her pocket, we cut back to her, back kind of. Um, 
to everyone walking a little bit later, but it's all like fluid. So again, it's it's it it's that line of, hey, this is important, but we don't have to break stride. Right. We trust that we are showing you this like a second and a half of close up is all you'll mm-hmm. need. I I think generally speaking, like trusting your audience, trusting that people are going to get it if you show them enough stuff to get uh is really really good and makes you feel like you're you're along for the ride and and kind of part of it you're more invested in it uh when when characters are making intelligent uh uh motions and are 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 doing things that make sense and you feel like it's something you would do it's it's really rewarding to watch that play out on screen yeah i completely agree i think the the trusting your audience thing is so very Mm -hmm. important and like in general, I think it's what makes good films. Right. Um, uh, and in this type of film, especially um, because like anything with a twist or a mystery or like some sort of like, let's call it an informational uh-huh. payoff uh, between the film and the and the and the audience, um, when it hits you over the head with it, it's not a, the payoff is just kind of yeah eh. yeah. Uh, and I think you mentioned uh, on a previous episode, like later version uh, episodes of the new modern Sherlock, Sherlock yeah, by Stephen right. Moffat, where it's the opposite, where it's like, yeah, you would never be able to feel it. like it's kind of like that show is special. And I'll try not to tangent, but that show, it's like he's so smart. You couldn't mm-hmm. have figured it out. He's so brilliant, which sucks because that's not how Sherlock Holmes stories. Right. work. That's why they're great. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think. The, the audience trust to give the clues but not hit you over the head with them mm-hmm. um, is what makes a good version of a mystery. And in general, not hitting your, your audience over the head is what makes a good film. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, again, I, I, said, I said a bunch last episode about like how this movie plays both the good narrative and the good mystery. And this this, this handling of clues and reveals, I think, is, is really telling of right. that. And maybe that, that spiel should have been today, but who knows? I mean, I, I think it's really talented that, like, the, the clues are doled out and handled in stride with the movie. Like, it never stops to, like, handle any of these things. It is as the movie is proceeding, you are dealing with these things as it's happening. And in a future minute, we'll get into that. But, like, it, it's 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 just so well done, I thought. Yeah, I, and I, I also like that you've, you've whether it meant, you met her or not, um, just literally um, made it, sort of made a pun because she literally was kept walking. Like it was handled yep. in stride yep. by the movie and by Marta, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So and that, that was that's the first first fifteen seconds, I think. Um, we so, did it. We did it. We're gonna get to twenty five or more. Um, so so then, uh, I mean, just to, to get more fine tooth comb, we we cut to them sort of tramping through the woods, um, uh, uh, sort of a side shot um, uh-huh. for. Um, then as a cut to them head on and Marta walks straight up to the camera and then you see this look of slight concern on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we cut to, to the, the mud. And she steps in it and she right. sees her track. And then she, you look and you see tracks. And like, what I like about this is, again, the context is, she, like it shows her, so like the way the detail is doled out is really think important with the trust because mm-hmm. it's like she steps in it shows her stepping off and part of that is like showing that she's like i'm making a track 
And part of it is actually showing the pattern of her shoe. And then mm-hmm. the next shot is like a stretch of tracks already in the mud. And there's the closest you can see is something vaguely looking like the same shape. Yeah. Uh, and you see on her face that it's a problem. But the, the movie right. doesn't then go close up of this older part of pre-tracked um, mud. And look, it's the same shape. It trusts the audience mm-hmm. to know that she's making that connection. And it doesn't actually even matter if those are actually her shoe tracks. It's what's worrying her. It's the problem she needs to solve. Mm-hmm. And so it's like both, it's like staying with the character and also trusting the audience that like, look, we showed you a track being made. Now we're showing you tracks. You know what we're talking about. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I also like how uh benoit is starting to think because of where they're walking because of how they're uh retracing the steps of the murder essentially he's starting to figure out well there would be tracks here we are walking on the tracks and like it it, it is such a perfect moment of you have to communicate to somebody uh hey we should really stop and not uh not walk any further because we're ruining the like clues the evidence set out right before us but it is such an understandable, like, what did you say? I, I, I don't understand what's going on. You, you can see from uh, if Benoit is not as in on these things as Marta is, that it would be entirely within Marta's, like, point of frame, reference, whatever, right now to not be, like, instantly, oh, I should step off and pay attention to the clues. She's just a normal uh, uh, nurse yeah. uh, person who, who's just along for the ride. So it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I also think that there's, there's, I, I really like the character Marta because she's mm-hmm. brighter and shrewder than anyone gives her credit for, including Benoit, mm-hmm. and very much right. including Benoit, because like, and and it's, it's these like looks and these glances and these short shots and these like, thinking, pensive, concerned, masking mm-hmm. close-ups that we get a bunch of that are like so key to the role, right? But like. So what I really like about the way they did it is like she sees the tracks, she looks ahead, and we're like, okay, what is she gonna do? And then we cut to basically the 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 three the three idiots finally figuring out <laughs> that they were going through evidence, right? And so Benoit is uh-huh. like, oh wait, and then he's like, ah, oh, Marta. And then we cut and we see that she's already at the end of the tracks. Right. She's so right. while they're just figuring out that this is a thing they shouldn't be doing, she's solved the problem. Um, right. <laughs> Like, she solved the problem by just walking through those tracks. Like, I'll just put my feet here. And mm-hmm. maybe she... And we're and again, it's like trusting the audience. Like, does it matter if she... Like, you've seen this shot in other movies, right? Where, where it's like, I'll just step in my same tracks, not making new mm-hmm. ones. Or right. now my new Shining. ones are covering up exactly those old ones, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Here, it's like, we don't need to do that. That's That's going to be obvious if we just show her at the end. And mm-hmm. I have no idea if this is they filmed the walk and then cut it in editing, but it's such a smart choice because it keeps the pace of the movie, and it also shows that mm-hmm. she like we should see her being like, "What do I do?" And then we see that not only did she figure it out, she did it. Right, right. She did it. That's all part of taking in stride. It's all it's all part of like you are smart enough as the audience to know what's going on, and the movie isn't going to waste extra time. Yeah, and uh, like making a big deal. Out of it. And this is a series of of. A moments of showing that she is smart enough to keep rolling with things right right how do i right. deal with like because she's 
remember past minutes, right? It's like, shoot, there's a tape. Uh, it's a piece of crappy equipment. I'll hit eject. Maybe they'll buy mm-hmm. that it's not working. Cool. Now, how do I deal with the tape? I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to the tape. I'll be the helpful, diminutive helper yeah. nurse, but I'll keep hold of this evidence until I can figure out how to fix it. Aha! Yoink! I'll grab that magnet on the way out. Magnet, 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 magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for telling me that that's how you erase tapes. Uh, yeah, sure, you can have this blank tape back. Digitize that, mother um, And then it's like, <laughs> ah, crap. Tracks. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I've done it. Like, it's all really quick and so much of it is off screen and i think that helps so much it's the trust mm-hmm. in the audience but also builds the our no our, our our understanding of the character she's quick she, she's mm-hmm. also clearly smart they, they make you know she was playing go and beating harlan earlier in the film like we right. know she's smart and they and the way the movie tells us she's smart is by like she's strategic she she's beating um, this apparently very smart world-renowned uh, murder mystery author at at a strategic game apparently every every night and then she's doing all this rolling with the punches things but at no point mm-hmm. is she like on script oh you're smart like there's no like they're not putting a hat on it they're just showing her they're showing right. not telling right? well it, it's it's also the way they show marta as smart within her own uh like the, these are the tracks she has to cover up from what Harlan told her to do too. Yeah. Like when she when she was doing all of those things to get around being detected, that was entirely what Harlan did. That I I think that's fine. I think it's good to to, to lay out what her steps are to, yeah. to get around all this, and it's it's pretty vital because things are running while she's also escaping. But um, but but then in order to cover up for all of those things, she has to be able to using her own ingenuity come up with the means to uh hide her her tracks yeah Yeah. well exactly like and so what i like about this this part is like so up up until this point right that the tape represents her in her adrenaline misremembering his directions harlan's directions and getting caught on camera but then she she solves that problem and then she comes to uh it rained you left tracks Right, uh-huh. the murder mystery author didn't think of this because Harlan is also infallible, right? Like, mm-hmm. he he's just a, like I think it's a nice little dig at like yeah, you can write these things. That doesn't mean that you you mm-hmm. you get to like you can't actually get just because you write crimes doesn't mean you can get away with a crime. And again, it's right, this, this right. subtle this new thing, right? This new thing isn't part of um, what Harlan saw in his model of the crime because right. that's not how the real world works, right? Yeah. You leave clues. In fact, it, it's it's also it's also what he came up with in the ten minutes. There yeah, agree, agreed. Right, but I think there's was like going to die. But yeah, yeah, again, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not being like haha idiot. But I think I think there is a <laughs> right, right. I think there is a nod to the unexpected being being brought in here. That's all. Right, uh, yeah. right. It's not it's not that easy that he was able to just tell her exactly what to do, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, that, that, like that. That's what this movie makes a, a great meal out of is there's always extra complications there's always things you didn't quite know about you had maybe some idea about it but he's always adding extra spins yeah, but, but also there's stuff he, you will never will have had information about right like you you mm-hmm. can't just just by being there doesn't mean you can solve it i guess is a nice way of right. thinking of it right or even knowing mm-hmm. what what you're doing um so yeah so i i, I really liked the way they portrayed her 
basically outsmarting three cops on the spot, right? Mm-hmm. Because and she outsmarted. Oh, absolutely. Before they knew that she were able to figure out before they even that knew that this even was have a to thing. Look out for that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she was surprised, right? She just got quick. Uh, and mm-hmm. part of this, I think, is like her always. She's literally and figuratively one step ahead. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's <laughs> leading the charge. She holds the tape until she doesn't need it anymore. I'll go first right. towards. I know the way to the house, but also I am clearly trying to pay attention to my route. I see mm-hmm. the tracks. Right. Very 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 good. Keeps the character right. is, is like good framing. Yeah, it's great. Um, the one yeah. one other thing I wanted to talk about. The one other thing uh, is um, in. So in this series, bit of the woods, we actually do get. Um, this, a return of the score. Right. Uh, we get these sort of bright, fluty uh, bits um, and some strings. And, like, the strings are basically there to show her putting the magnet away. And mm-hmm. then, like, we just get this sort of light, woodsy kind of fun uh, music, which lasts throughout the scene in the woods uh, mm-hmm. and until... The footprint, and then we get this zoom, uh, and then we go back, and then when the cops are still talking, it goes back. Like it's just, it's really subtle. Like I didn't notice it the first couple of times I watched, but like it mm-hmm. is tracking the mood of the active speaker, right? Because like, but like, there's this shot uh, uh, when she she figures out the tracks. It goes zoom. She looks up, uh, and then the focus is still on her. Uh, and they're talking about Canoke, and it goes mm-hmm. sort of. As soon as it cuts back to her, her, and then looking over shoulder at, at them, it's already starting to get airy again, because it's yeah. them who are talking, even though they're blown out of focus. They're Ooh. like the auditorial, yeah. um, the oral, a u r a l oral focus, yeah. and right. the music matches them. Uh, and and just and 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 has a bit of the strings of she's also part of the scene, and then it cuts to them again, and it's like da 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 da, da until, uh, until and then as soon as um, Blanc like figures out what's going on, we get back. We then keep those like eh, strings. Sorry, I'm really off key, but <laughs> uh, right. And I just think it's a it's really exemplary of 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 the score in the film. Uh, is is how right. much of it is about the people. But not necessarily what's in focus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of really good scores can bring a lot of personality and like just extra oomph to characters because uh, it's I don't know it's like you're alongside and with the character through the music, um, and there's a lot of like simple tricks that composers can do to kind of put you alongside uh, the characters, but when you first brought up like i want to talk mention the score there my first thought was not instantly oh i know exactly what the score sounds like for this movie but when i listen to it within the context of the movie you can really hear how uh the the composer is just perfectly kind of like aligned with what the movie's doing like the the music is very like mystery uh music i will say and i don't really know what i mean by that but uh it, it's 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 purely its own thing that it's doing 
I think it's. I mean, I think if you've seen those procedurals from like the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. It's these like light orchestral things. So there's like mm-hmm. some. Even the like when you cut to the strings of the dun dun duns, they're not actually dun dun dun, right? They're like right, but like it's got yeah, it, it's orchestral, but not in your face, it, because of course these yeah, it's like knowingly bombastic, bombastic in some ways where like it's playing up that da da yeah, like at times yeah, and and what I really like about the score in this film is mm-hmm. they know when to not have it, which is why you can easily miss it yeah. because most of the dialogue scenes have nothing behind them right and they have this like silence that sometimes is very important and sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just like it's people talking and you you get to feel because the writing is good and the acting is so well done on all 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 counts you get the feeling Mm -hmm. these are just people talking and there's nothing in the way of that you're not thinking you're watching a movie and like that helps with such strong Mm -hmm. dynamic um acting uh but then when they're traipsing through the woods they're traipsing through the woods and and when when Suddenly, they've they're like narratively separate because now it's not just that she's tramping slightly ahead of them through the woods, like the sort of side shot in the middle of this minute, where they're all mm-hmm. in the sort of happy, sort of airy, fluty, higher octave mumbling strings. to themselves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, then when she makes that realization, we 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 introduce a different few bars of um, sort of deeper ominous. Uh, and when, but there are shots where we're sort of in between, and that's because visually we're in between. And then by mm-hmm. the end of it, everyone's nervous, but less so than when she first found the track. That was like the lowest point of the score, and like octave-wise, right? Then ever, but then right. everyone's back on the same page of something's going wrong, and it's just kind of more a frenetic, more frenetic version, more frantic version. Mm-hmm. Actually, frenetic's probably too fast-paced uh, of the woodsy music. But now mm-hmm. they're bringing her into their world of hold on, Marta. And we sort of we, we end mid scene uh, for this minute. But like we're at that point where they're bringing her back in. And, so, and and there's no now when we cut to Marta, it's the same scoring. And it's just right. such a good way of showing. Like cueing us that. They're not on the same side and different things are happening, even though they're only mm-hmm. a meter and a half apart. Right. And just it, it's it, kind of tracking their mind space. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and then and the fact that most of the conversations aren't revelatory, we don't need that type mm-hmm. of tracking. And so leaving that out of a lot of the film makes it, whether, whether consciously or subconsciously, you just notice it more, I think. It mm-hmm. has more impact when it's like, oh, yeah, there's music. Because like, you're not really paying attention. Oh, yeah, there's music going. Oh, suddenly the music yeah. is doing a thing. I'm doing a thing. I'm, I'm not that mm-hmm. sort of brain that part of your brain which is influenced this way hasn't been overused because the score is pretty sparing like uh yeah in previous parts of the movie like there was like music at the party and they were doing i think it was diegetic in those party scenes and mm-hmm. the flashbacks 20 minutes ago or whatever and like here it's clearly score right 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 i i also think it's it's really exemplary of like you're right that sort of weird detective mystery type genre of a thing you probably mm. wouldn't seek out, but it's so important for this mood. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that's the exact stuff that Ryan Johnson watched and consumed and loved, and this is his kind of version of that. Uh, it's somewhat subversive, but mostly kind of like loving recreation. That, that was the thing I wanted to, to, to zero in on. Um, did you have anything you wanted to um, bring up about this minute? Anything else I should say? Obviously you brought up quite a bit. 
<laughs> I just love the uh, I awoke amid Canoke or whatever. Uh, just, just hit him noodling, him kind of like <laughs> walking around saying random things. I find myself doing this all the time. Like you find some sound that hits you the right way, and you're just like, Haha, "That's funny." Uh, <laughs> I love that the movie takes just a small amount of time, just five or six seconds, to like let Benoit Blanc like be human. Uh, yeah, yeah, be human. Go, go down that little alleyway and be like, <laughs> "Funny," and then we're back into the movie. Yeah. yeah, I think so. There's a couple of things about that which are really neat. I think one is. Um, it also plays into that sort of that bumbling. So I think the music was doing that, which is why I called them the three like idiot detectives, right? Because it's got yeah. this bumbling tone. And he's also, we know Wagner's like, oh, the Menagerie tri- tragedy trilogy. Um, and yeah. Elliot barely says anything because that's his shtick. And then Blanc is just like playing with words. He's clearly not thinking about clues. Um, right. he's, he's on his way. Like he sees everything as like, I will arrive at the next location where I get to do my my, my detective thing. But the the inter, inter, interim space in between those things, he's not at all thinking about. Exactly, which is so great because that, that allows Marta the space to fix it. Right. Uh, because right. He, he is this renowned New Yorker profile detective. Still not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hasn't right. thought about it, right? Isn't actively <laughs> thinking about it until he's, he hears... Wagner talk about mud, which is the second point I wanted to bring up, which is uh, we were talking about the separation of the group, but they're actually like the the four of them in the previous like wide shot um, are like all moving mm-hmm. from one place to another. They're a group of people, but in this shot, there are actually three groups, right? Because Wagner is babbling at Elliot. Canoke, um, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Bl- Blank hears Canoke and just wants to say that, and he's clearly with Marta being ahead of them, but not with Marta because Marta is one several steps ahead of him dealing with her shit right and so he's actually like in his own space of just like wandering so we've got the two cops just sort of bitching like oh this mud's really gonna (laughs) ruin my boots oh yeah i'm sure it does. yeah and you have no idea because we're so far away if elliot even responds because most of the responses to wagner Uh are just mumbles anyway so you have this like couple of cops just being there benoit's just walking and marta's solving problems and it's like it and yet they're all in such proximity up until marta accelerates up the path right it's just mm-hmm. and the that separation is purely done by dialogue as you were saying right right blanc is by himself he's in this middle he's just talking to himself and that puts him in his own little bubble right. in the scene marta's moved up ahead talking to no one she's in her own space and then these two cops are well behind and and you're right like it's just via this dialogue which overlaps again trusting the audience that they can figure mm-hmm. out that people who aren't really walking together are going to have separate conversations and because of that we yeah. can have this very natural seeming scene that kind of says a lot because because they're not mm-hmm. talking to each other because they're not hearing each other because uh they're not paying attention to each other even though it's ostensibly them if you like read if someone described the screen quickly they'd be like these five people are in fact i did marta uh-huh. like I, the beginning of my description was right mid-scene wagner elliot blanc and marta are walking through the woods uh-huh and obviously we go further it's... but like that's how you would call it but they're not all walking through woods these like they're actually uh-huh. quite separate and the film takes very clever pains to show and not painful pains right but like clever steps to mm-hmm. show they're not really walking together 
Right, right. I I, I kind of just love that like the least the least observant of the three, Trooper Wagner, who's also super into like the murder mystery stuff, is making an observation which is just like this mud is gonna ruin my boots. Yep. <laughs> which is what then hits Benoit as being like, oh wait, mud. Shoot. If there's mud here, then there might be tracks here. So, like, he was not even close to thinking about this, but it's because the least <laughs> least involved guy said something that he all of a sudden gets the 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 thought process to. It's also <laughs> start thinking yeah. About the it. tragedy of uh, Wagner is he's a not he's clearly not a he's not a good mystery novel consumer if he hasn't figured out <laughs> the, the, the clue of tracks right. Right, right. Again, he's he's the guy who. Only after it's completely explained who did it, why, when, where, is he going, oh. Yeah. Like, he, he watched this movie and then went on to Wikipedia mm-hmm. to check what, what, what happened. Yes, yes. Who's yeah. um, Ransom? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I really thought there was going to be a kidnapping, but I guess Ransom was a red herring. Um <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, the the question that we haven't uh, of the day, shall we say, is um, mm-hmm. uh, would you want or what would, you, would do you want to see a sequel or do you have any ideas of a sequel would be or would you rather like they leave these characters this world alone? So my my main kind of uh, wonder about a sequel is whether or not Marta comes along for for the the ride essentially. It seems to me that Ryan Johnson has more ideas for this Benoit Blanc character to be in his own kind of set of mysteries. Um, I love the way that this movie tackles the, like, wealth and privilege angle. And I'm wondering if you could do something on the other end of it. Uh, so it, it's it's more about poverty and people in really desperate situations that aren't motivated by greed or covering up things, that kind of thing uh because they're so kind of self-obsessed uh in in that way only wealthy people can really be um i i think there's a lot of promise with this character to do other mysteries i just really wonder like how you do that without a marta type character you really need to ground benoit blanc in some kind of like because he, he is a very farcical character in some ways so it, it's it's good to give him a partner that can kind of help him bounce off of things and handle things from a more humanistic perspective yeah, like, like ground him in the on. world of humanity <laughs> right right because otherwise he'd just be babbling on about other things and trying to solve the mystery on a higher level but yeah but also never. i i think like yeah as you said like he's not interested in the world between sites like he's not he's not uh-huh. so great a detective he is this sort of living in his own world type person and so you do need a very sympathetic person and you know mm-hmm. sherlock has watson benoit doesn't and like right. i guess i think when you said oh, marta like character i was like yes that's it i don't know how they it would be so hard to bring her along Although right, right, because like no, no. Well, I was just like, well, I'm although she, at the end of the movie, <laughs> yeah, I mean, no spoilers, right? In this discussion, uh-huh. but like, she is a nurse, uh, right, right. Uh, I mean, Watson was I a never doctor. Noticed that, like, like Watson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I literally doctor. didn't notice until you, you, you sort of mentioned. Uh, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, she. I mean, 
What the what the hell, Ryan? <laughs> How uh, can you do this to but, me? But, but I mean, the other part. How am I still finding new things about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> but the other part of me is just like, yeah, but she's. Uh, I mean, no spoilers, but like. It would be weird given how the film ends. It would be quite a thing. Right. But also, I th- it it's one of those things where it's so much comes from procedurals and serials um, of the recurring role and re- that, like, having more films is different from having a multi-episode series. And I feel like mm-hmm. the, the worry I would have is that, like, this becomes lightning in a bottle because how do you create the same sort of energy of that dynamic uh, that you're saying, right, right? Uh, without it being contrived? Or worse, you just try and play into, well, it's the eccentric detective show because what makes this work is it's Mm -hmm. not really the eccentric detective show. And I don't, my worry is like, oh, if they figure that out and like, okay, so this is how we can get this character back in. could go either way but i like it's, the world yeah. i like the pacing um i want more from the thing is like i also want more from this cast so i don't know like it's it, it's it's a captain jack conundrum where you have this like amazing character that you made up who's very good in small doses and the the natural uh maybe not natural but the the thing you would think to do is shove him into every scene of the movie and it's it's the Benoit Blanc show from now on. Yeah, you kind of don't want to do that though. You shouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I guess that's it, right? It's 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 the my I guess my worry is the studios do studio things. Um, luckily, uh-huh. Ryan Jans- Johnson uh, seems to kind of know what he's doing. He does have plans. I'm sure that mm-hmm. Benoit is in them. I just my well, let's actually rather than harping on this. So let let's restate what. Right, we know Ryan Johnson wants to make another one. Pretty sure Ben was right. What type of thing would mm-hmm. you like to see this new thing be? General, I, I think it would be funny if he was he was accused of a crime, and he had to solve his way out of it, rather than. I think that is I, a I, great idea, and mm-hmm. also depending on what type of knowledge is needed, might yeah. Sorry, my brain is turning in ways that are trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> Uh, right it's hard yeah it's hard yeah to talk about the future of the uh, series um, without, yeah i i really like that idea um I, my other thought was that the the the, the k like do a because he daniel craig's at an age that you can't quite tell plus or minus five mm-hmm. if he's aged <laughs> um so like they could do the prequel uh-huh. which got him the new yorker so profile he, 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 he's either a very rough 50s or a very <laughs> good 40s or or something i mean yeah yeah he's a middle-aged looking white dude who if we saw him in a subsequent film that was filmed like i mean pandemic besides in the next like say year or so he would look roughly the same age as when knives out came out i think right yeah right so so you could bluff that this movie is knives in where he got Uh the new yorker profile job that job the only job yeah. we know that he did really well. Like, we could find out what that was. And I would love it. The reason why I thought of that is because, like, as we learn more about this character in this movie, like this shot, uh-huh. this scene, this minute, um, he's okay. Yeah. He's not great. Right? Yeah. He's, like, he's, not, he, he's not the, the very best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not Sherlock or Poirot. This is... Right. This is... We have a Poirot at home. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> Poirot at home, yeah, <laughs> is Kenoff Brown. <laughs> okay, Adil, I, I have completely changed my mind. I want a courtroom drama movie with Benoit Blanc as the star witness. Oh, amazing. Uh, what I was... <laughs> and he gets to recount how he thinks the case went. That that would work wonders for me, and I also would fit in. So the reason why I thought that was like we could see him accidentally solving this case, or not mm-hmm. solving it in the way that the profile says he did. Right. That would be right. a really cool way of exploring this odd character who has a mystique mm-hmm. but it doesn't quite live up to it is by sort yeah. of showing the mystique and the differences. And I think also it plays into mm-hmm. that similar way they did the flashbacks. I think that's why when I was thinking about the movie, I was like, I really liked the unreliable narrator slash recounting yeah, memory stuff. Of it. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, right. You could do a whole movie out of his successful case being that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We should email Ryan. No, like we have, I think, some interesting ideas on, on a sequel. And I am actually more pumped than I was before on the idea of one. Um, I think, mm-hmm. pl- like, playing into that, his bumblingness, et cetera, future forward or not, and, and your notion of, like, him having to testify is brilliant, and I'm I'm hoping things <laughs> along those happen. Because um, those yeah. are the strengths of this, I think, this movie, is this, this, this tension of what people say or people think of people and what they actually are. Uh, so as long as that heart is there, I think a sequel will do really well. Um, yeah. If people have ideas, uh, specs for courtroom dramas that are like this, they want to run by <laughs> you because you've got you've got your finger on the pulse, Eric. How would they do mm-hmm. that? You can tweet me any of your hot uh, Benoit Blanc uh, positions. Whoa, 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 whoa! TZ. <laughs> I tried to phrase that in as graphic a way as possible without breaking our uh, eighteen minus. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I think we may have broken uh, that by putting a hat on on that, but uh, sorry. Hot Benoit takes. Yeah. At T Z A R R E V A N on Twitter. Uh, hit me up. Awesome. Uh, and you can all, all, obviously always reach us here at the podcast at Knives Out Minute. Uh, that's it for us today. Uh, I definitely foreshadowed the length of this episode at the top, so feel less bad. <laughs> Uh, thanks again, Eric. I, I look forward to breaking an hour by Friday. <laughs> oh, challenges. I mean, Friday we get to talk more about the whole thing. Yeah, it's dangerous. We're, we're heading into... And we're doing a good job by like stretching out by accident the, the, the outro, uh, which I will finish right. now. Uh, I've been a deal. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody.